Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to thank God for this Easter week, a very special time for us to reflect on the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. My topic is Easter, victory for me, defeat for the enemy. Easter, victory for me, defeat for the enemy. Shall we pray? Father, I need your help as I talk about the sacrifice your Holy Son made. I'm praying that you touch my lips. Spirit divine, speak through me, speak for me, speak by me. Let not your listening children hear my weak and sinful voice. May they hear the sweet voice of Jesus Christ. It's my prayer. Amen. The word Easter occurs only once in the entire Bible. It is found in Acts chapter 12, verse 4. Acts chapter 12, verse 4. It's the only place in the Bible where you'll find the word Easter. And when he had apprehended him, that arrested Peter, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. King Herod had killed James, and the Jews loved it because they didn't like the Christians. So he wanted to kill Peter, but after the Easter or the Passover weekend. It is very interesting to note that Christ was crucified during a Passover week, but Peter was being kept to be killed after the Passover week. What does that mean? The word Easter is used only after the crucifixion. It's a word identical to Christ and his vicarious sacrifice on the cross. If Easter means anything to modern man, it means that eternal truth is eternal. You may nail truth to the tree, wrap it up in grave clothes, and seal it in the tomb, but truth crossed to earth shall rise again. Christ, the embodiment of truth, is risen. It's alive. Easter means victory for me and for you. Truth does not perish. It cannot be destroyed. It may be distorted. It may be silenced temporarily. He had been, Jesus had been compelled to carry his cross to Calvary's brow. But with inevitable certainty, after that Black Friday, dawned truth's Easter morning, unquote, says Donald Harvey Tippett. In John chapter 10, verses 17 to 18, Jesus himself spoke about his Easter experience. John 10, 17 to 18. Therefore doth my father love me, because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. I am choosing to die. I'm choosing to die for you. Easter Friday was a bloody day. It was a day of sorrow. Truth had been nailed to the cross. Truth seemed to be silenced. But the truth of the matter is, no seed germinates until it has been planted. Truth could not triumph until it was attacked 
and destroyed. But when it was planted, it germinated and has become a mighty oak tree that the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Easter means victory for truth. And no wonder Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Joseph, the father of Jesus, had died when Jesus was only 12 years old. At this time, when Jesus Christ was being crucified, Mary was about 50 years old. She lived 22 years after Jesus went to heaven. The news about the arrest of her son came too late to her. She got to Jerusalem too late. Her son was already on the cross, nailed fast to the tree. What? My son? My only son? She must have cried out to herself. My kind son, my kind, humble, God-fearing son who healed many, helped many, did many miracles. My son is being killed on charges of treason and blasphemy. Can you picture the whole scenario? What a disappointment. My son, on whose birthday angels came to sing, on his death day, is a shameful one. John, do you mean my son is dying like a criminal? She must have asked. Oh God, who sent Gabriel to me that night? Where are you? Why can't you save my son? Is this what you meant about the name you gave him? Jesus Christ will save his people from their sin? She might have asked herself. She could not stand the sight. But at the same time, she could not leave the scene. Seeing the excruciating pain her son was going through was unbearable. John, she must have said, take me home. Take me home. I can't stand the sight. Then, as she was looking into the eyes of her son, as she was trying to reach out to her son, she heard from the dying lips of her son, Mommy, Mommy, John chapter 19. From now on, henceforth, John will take care of you. John chapter 19, verse 25 to 27. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by him, by whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, mom, behold your son. Then said he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her unto his own home. Even Jesus, as he was dying, he had his mother in mind. Mary left the scene with a broken heart. She couldn't wait to see her son die. Her hopes were dashed. The future looked bleak and dark. No husband, no son. Mary Magdalene and Mary, her sister, were there to sympathize, encourage, and comfort her. But that was not enough. A complete widow, nobody. Mary had nobody. Her only hope, her son, was dead. A messenger came later and said, a man wants to bury Jesus Christ in a borrowed tomb. In Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23. So they run to the place. They all followed. And the Bible says in verse 50, Luke 23, verse 50, down to 56. 
And behold, there was a man named Joseph, a counselor, and he was a good man and a just. The same had not consented to the counsel and the deed of them. He was of Arimathea, the city of the Jews, who also himself waited for the kingdom of God. This man went unto Pilate and begged the body of Jesus, and he took it down and wrapped it in linen and laid it in a sepulchre that was hewn in stone, where it never man before was laid. And that day was the preparation day, and the Sabbath drew on was Friday and the Sabbath was coming. And the woman also which came with him from Galilee followed after and beheld the sepulchre and how his body was laid. And they returned and prepared spices and ointments and rested the Sabbath day according to his commandments. Oh, what a sight. What a day. As they saw Jesus being buried, they ran very quickly to get spices to come and anoint him. But as the sun set on Friday, the Sabbath had begun and they had to do According to the commandment of God, the Bible says. She followed the monarchs in the tomb. She saw how the son had been buried. Sad, sad sight. The following Sabbath was a sorrowful one. In fact, the worshippers were in a bad room. They were, they were bad. They, they were passed at the back of the door. They didn't want anybody to know where they were. They were afraid for their own souls. John chapter 20 verse 19 says, John 20, verse 19. There was no joy there. They were not worshiping in peace. That same day, at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, in the, uh, assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst. They were afraid. So Friday, they were in a shut room with bars at the back. Saturday, the same. But in the night, one of the women, Mary Magdalene, began to quote the sayings of Jesus Christ, especially the words that Jesus spoke to her, to her while she was anointing his feet. She said to the sorrowing disciples, I remember him saying, me, Mary, I was preparing him for burial. Could it be? Could it be that Jesus... What he said that he will rise up on the third day is going to happen. Could it be that Jesus is going to get up on Sunday morning? Could it be? We will see him again alive tomorrow. I believe it. She, re she repeated to herself what Jesus had told her before. At dawn on Sunday, when the obvious time for morning devotion was due, Mary Magdalene was nowhere to be found. She was gone. Gone to where? To the burial ground. She came back bubbling with joy while some were still in tears of hopelessness. I have seen him. He's alive. He's risen. She said. John chapter 20 verse 18. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she has seen the Lord and that he has spoken these words unto her. Go to Galilee. Tell my friends I am coming to meet them. The question is, why did Jesus reveal himself first to Mary? Not, he didn't reveal himself first to his mother. Why didn't he reveal himself first to Moses? I mean to, to Peter, pardon me. Why not Lazarus? Why not John, his beloved friend? Why Mary Magdalene of all people? The answer is very simple. And the answer is the reason of my preaching, the gospel. She was at the tomb at the right time with the right mind, the positive mind of faith.
in the words of Jesus Christ. Easter is for hopeless people. Easter is for drunkards. Easter is for drug addicts. People least respected by men. Easter is for people who have no hope. Easter is for people who are downtrodden. People who are not respected by society. They are the people Easter gives victory. Easter is for people who have been imprisoned by the devil. Easter is a day of victory. This Easter must be your freedom day. A day when you are being freed from the prison house of circumstances. Be it marital problems. Be it uh, attitudinal problems. Be it uh, habitual problems. Be it some sinful addictions. Easter is a freedom day for you. Listen to John Mason Neal. He said, In vain the stone, the cave that the bad. In vain the watch kept what and God. In pomp the triumph Christ is come. In vain the cave. The cave in which he was buried. In vain the big stone that was rolled to keep him there. In vain all that they did. In vain the seal of the Roman. The Roman king. That nobody should touch this. In vain all this. Jesus. In spite of all this. In the pomp. With power and glory. Jesus came out. Calbath, a great theologian, said, the Easter message tells that our enemies, sin, the curse of death, and Satan are beaten. They still behave as though the game were not decided. The battle not fought. We must still reckon, reckon with them, but fundamentally, we must cease to fear any enemy. We must cease to fear innocent. We must cease to fear any curse and death because they are no more. Easter means victory for the drunkard, the immoral, and the hopeless. Easter is a day of freedom. The risen Christ is a risen hope for all. Enemies might hate you and wish you dead, but the risen Lord will keep you and protect you. Satan may imprison you, but Jesus says, Easter is a freedom day for you. You are free. I have set you free. As I walked out of the tomb and lifted up my hands and said, All power is given unto me. That power is yours. It's available to you. Carl Knudsen said, The story of Easter is the story of God's wonderful window of divine surprise. Easter is a day of surprise. Easter is a day when there is character transformation. There are many tombs with mortal remains of great men and women. Even prophets. You go to India. You go to Ghana here. We have a great man, the bones, the remains, the mortal remains of the late Kwame Nkrumah. In the Middle East, you find the bones, uh, the bones of Abraham. You find the bones of Isaac and all those powerful people. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. Their mortal remains are still here. But you go to the outskirts of Jerusalem, there is a tomb that is empty because the one who was buried there is risen, is alive. And he's seated on the right hand side of authority. Easter is your victory. And if today you are going to accept Jesus Christ and his vicarious sacrifice, you are a free man. Free to overcome any sin. 
in your life. Your Easter might be bloody, miserable, painful, poor, accused, and even a threat of death. But with Christ, you will survive it all. The plan of Herod for Peter was completely foiled by God because Easter death is for Christ alone. In the night, an angel went to take Peter out of the prison. It is a seeming defeat, but total victory over the enemy. God, who delivered Peter from his Easter death sentence, will see you through. Trust him, he says. I can keep you and I'll protect you. Easter is victory for you. Isaiah chapter 41. Isaiah chapter 41. One of my favorite Bible texts. Isaiah 41, verses 10 to 13. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing. And they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them. Even them that contended with thee, they that war against thee shall be as nothing, as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold, the, hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help you. Easter is victory. Easter is victory over the enemy, over sin, and over any habit that you don't want to have. Parents, let me make this passionate appeal to you. Maybe your son or your daughter has disappointed you by circumstances. I believe Mary felt so disappointed as she, she saw her son, her only son, being killed. Maybe your daughter has had a baby when she should have been at the university and you are so discouraged. Maybe your son is now caught up in some hopeless situation. Don't give up on him. Don't give up on your daughter. Don't. She might be in her Easter Friday. Take that baby from her and send her back to school. Stand by your son. This is a time of Easter Friday. Easter Friday is a nasty day. It was a nasty day. But when Easter Sunday came, the story was changed. It is not over yet. Stand by the cross of shame with your daughter. Stand by the cross of shame with your son. Follow to see where he will be put in the tomb. Follow to see where she'll be buried. I'm not talking about death and burial. I'm talking about even, even in prison. Follow to see what is happening to your daughter. Don't let go. Hold on to Jesus and trust that he will take care of your child. Her Easter Sunday is coming. His Easter, his Easter star is just about to shine. Trust and believe in God. There is hope. There is hope. Listen to Lewiston. Lewiston says, Easter is not a time for groping through dusty, must, musty tombs to disprove anything. It is a day to fund the ashes of dead hope, a day to banish doubts and seek the slopes where the sun is rising, to reveal in the faith which transports us out of ourselves and the dead pass into the vast and inviting unknown. Hallelujah. What a statement. What a statement. Easter. We are not groping through the dust anymore. We are not looking for uh, uh, Jesus Christ in the tomb anymore. I'm not looking for a bad habit in my life anymore. I'm looking for victory and success. 
I'm looking for that feather to transport me out of the tomb into a, a character transformed and sanctified to the glory of God. So my dear friend, are you discouraged? Are you scared that it is all over? Are you giving up on yourself, on your son, on your daughter, on your husband, on your wife? Don't do that. Easter Sunday is just three days away. All you need to do is to look for the man who was killed on that Easter Friday. If you will find him, you will find the truth that will set every prisoner free. For you shall know the truth that was nailed to the cross. And the truth shall set you free. May this Easter day say to your heart, Christ died and rose for me. May this Easter day write on your heart, Oh Christ, I will live for you. Listen to the words that Jesus spoke in John chapter 16, verse 33. John 16, 33. He says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Let me tell you about the story of John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. A little boy was walking down the streets of New York. It was frozen, very cold. And then he saw a policeman and said, can I find a place where I can spend the night? He said, you see that white house? Go there. And you knock on the door. And when a woman, an old woman opens the door, just tell her, John 3.16. And many things will happen. The little boy ran to the White House. She, he knocked at the door. An old woman opened the door and said, what do you want? He said, John 3.16. He said, come on in. And when the boy went in, he said, well, there was, was, there was a warm room in there. A warm room there. He said, are you hungry? He said, yes, I haven't eaten for two days. And there was a dinner for him. He ate to his fill. And the woman said, do you want to take your bath? He said, I haven't taken my bath for months. And there was a warm bath. And as the boy was lying in the tub, he said, wow, John 3.16 must be a good man. He must be a wonderful person. What is that, John 3.16? And the following day, the woman said, do you want to stay here? He said, yes, I have nowhere to stay. He said, but what is the meaning of John 3.16? The woman said, it's about a man called Jesus Christ who died for the world. He died on Friday and rose on Sunday. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's coming again. There is power in the gospel of Jesus. John 3.16 is your hope. Don't give up. The gospel of Jesus has power to change hopeless situations for all. Claim it. Do you feel hopeless and helpless? Go to John 3.16. Are you just about to give up? Think about Acts chapter 12 verse 4. They came to find Peter to kill him. But he was gone. Because Easter is only for Christ. And it's only, it's a day of freedom. It's a day when you and I can be freed from the prison house of Satan. I wish you well. May this Easter bring hope and joy, not drunkenness. Celebrate it in the victory that Jesus has given you. Father, I want to say thank you so much for being so good to us. I thank you so much for the privilege I have to share with my friends the good news about salvation. I pray that you will free all of us from our prison house of circumstances and give us power to live holy lives and enjoy the joy in Easter. 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you as you celebrate this Easter weekend. May this weekend bring you joy and victory over every sin. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray it. Amen. Yes, my friend, your salvation is secured. The devil is defeated for you. Christ died in your place so that eternal life can be yours. I want you to give your life to him. Give him a place in your life forever. God bless you. Friend, we have CDs that are prepared on every message that we have been presenting to you. You only need to ask for them and you will have them. Make copies, make sure that you get copies also for your friends so that they can also hear these messages. Next week, same time, we'll be back with another message for you. Thank you for watching today's episode of Encounter with Truth with God's seven pastor, Dr. Andrews Lawrence Ewe, an international evangelist. For inquiries, prayer or counseling, Call any of the following numbers on your screen. And remember, your generous financial support is always welcome. Please call us. May God richly bless you. Jesus is coming again.